Thanks for listening to another podcast from C3 Calgary West. Our hope is that this message will equip and inspire you in your walk with God. For more information about our church, check out our website at myc3church.ca or find us on Instagram at C3 Calgary West. This will be our last one like this. We're starting Global Presence Tours. It'll be taking place in 20 cities in 2020. And uh, yes, one of them will be Calgary. <clears throat> it's going to be a lot in 2020. So that's really going to be great. Yeah, the men's conference is coming up. We'd be, um, this will be, well, there'll be no men's conference next year or no women's conference next year because we're having a presence conference here. And that's going to be all that our events team can take. <laughs> that'll be a lot of work. Hey, um, I got some things in my heart I want to share, and, um, and I'm quite excited about the possibilities this morning of likely not answering questions, but probably creating a lot of questions for you. Um, I've decided to, um, I, I just tell Kelly on the way here, <clears throat> I think that my, um, my sermon title is bigger than my message, <laughs> and, and how it's, we've entitled these next four messages, uh, Soul Detox, uh, I wanted to title it Healing the Toxic Soul, and um, I'm not sure that mine is completely healed yet, and um, therefore, uh, I'm just going to go through a few little steps and explain to us some stuff as I see it in Scripture. <clears throat> now, it's quite likely that you may have a different view than me, which is completely fine, right? We all have, we don't all agree on everything, and... Um, and I think that that's quite all right. But um, I feel this is probably one of the more important topics. And, uh, and there's a reason for that is because I think that, like Sarana mentioned, is that um, reading through the story of David, it, he, when he was being anointed as king, um, God reminded Samuel, he says, God doesn't look on the outer appearance like men do, but he looks on the inner man. Your inner man is more important than your outer man. We spend a lot of attention, take quite a bit of time dealing with our outer person. But the Bible says we're made up more than <clears throat> just one part. We're made up of a number of parts. So um, I'm going to share a few thoughts about the, uh, the soul. <clears throat> and, um, and this is, for me, uh, quite an ongoing process. In Romans chapter 8, it says that a mind... That's set on the flesh is death, but a mind set on the spirit is life and peace. Uh, and if you're interested in having a, uh, a life, a full life that includes peace, you need to set your mind on the spirit. So we all have our minds set on something. So I'm going to talk about the soul today. I want to define the soul. And, uh, and, uh, and with this, uh, over these next few weeks, uh, I know that I'm going to create some questions. But here, here's where I, I want to start by sharing just a couple of core values that we share here. <clears throat> the first one is that the church and the gathering, what we're doing here today, uh, for, when we gather as the body of Christ, this is m probably what I would class as the best spiritual growth mechanism that there is. There's a great assignment of keeping people out of church. Uh, I am quite old school. I don't really personally think that. Um, you get the same impact by watching on TV or online or podcasts. I think you gather some information. But I think you miss the, the, the corporate gathering. And this is, I do have a concern about, uh, I, we, we need to, 
embrace technology, but it can't replace the human touch. Can't replace that. Um, the other value that we share is about the, about the scriptures. <clears throat> and um, I, um, if, you, if you were to put 40 writers in the same room over a span of 1,500 years using three different languages and then choose a controversial topic that's clear enough to stake your life on, what would the results be? <clears throat> that's, why, that's why the Bible stands out <clears throat> in, a, in a league all its own. Excuse me. Amazingly, it has from cover to cover one consistent message about God and man. Jesus said in Luke chapter 24, verse 44, I told you that everything must be fulfilled that is written about me in the law and the prophets and the Psalms, and it must come true. Uh, Our conviction is this, is that the Bible is Jesus in print. But... Studying the Bible and getting to know the Bible and getting to know God are not necessarily synonymous. This creates some problems because we think, well, we can just study the Bible and uh, then we'll get to know God better. Well, you need to, to, you need to study the Bible to get to know God better, but just study by itself may not <laughs> lead you into a greater relationship with Jesus. It may not. The choice is always yours. Are you going to embrace and believe what you're reading or not? Because there's many people that study scriptures and don't know Jesus at all. So, so um, I'm, I'm here to talk today about the soul. And uh, we're told in Mark chapter 6, what should it profit a man <clears throat> if he gains the whole world but loses his soul? That's, that's, that's interesting to me, that my soul can be lost. How do you lose your soul? How does that even work? Paul, or sorry, uh, David said in the Psalms, why are you cast down, O my soul? He would speak to his soul. This is interesting to me. Uh, I'm told in Psalm 23 that if I follow the Lord, that he will restore my soul. I'm interested in my soul being restored. Um, And so we come up with a lot of interesting stories about the soul, but yet it's not clearly defined in Scripture for us. Not clearly. I'm going to... He said when some... uh, About someone that they had... uh, uh, That they had leanness of soul. Um, It also... As you read through the Psalms, you'll find out where he says, my soul fainted. Or Or that my soul was delivered. Or that my soul was renewed. <clears throat> or that my soul was redeemed. Uh, I really encourage people, especially when you're approaching my age, that you should have regular doctor checks, physical checks. But who checks our soul? Among the Wesleyans, they used to say to one another, how, 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 go, how is your soul? They'd ask that question. If I would ask you that, that question, would you, we, we even have an answer? Because I'm not even convinced that we have a clear definition of what our soul is and what it does. Uh, Those of you who have seen the Blues Brothers, uh, you can finish that sentence. Let me me read from Genesis chapter 2 and verse 7. We're told that we are made up of three specific parts. When God created the, the Adam, it says that he breathed into him. That word is ruach. It means the, the breath of life. 
David would say later, anything that has breath, let him praise the Lord. Um, he breathed into him. He, he, but, but first, he formed him from the dust. That's your physical being. Your physical body was formed. And then he says he breathed into him, <clears throat> where, which would mean that we, in, he formed man from the dust, and then he breathed into his nostrils the breath of life. This is your spirit part. And then man became a living being, or some would say a living creature. Uh, the King James would say a living soul. Um, we are made up of at least three parts. I'm going to propose we're made up of more in, the, in just a moment. Um, I would say each one of those parts is very important. And, and I'm going to share with you what I think is a key to having a great life. Because I think for many of us, we ignore our soul completely. Yeah. Pay a lot of attention on the physical and or our bodies. Pay a lot of attention and exfoliate it and rub it down and, um, you know, feed it, um, you know, supplements and workouts. And we pay attention to our bodies. But how much attention do we pay to our soul? And, and if it's possible to gain the whole world and lose my soul, then I think it's important we understand what our soul is. <clears throat> um, so, he's, so he says that in creation that there was three parts. And in the New Testament, in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5 and verse <clears throat> 23, um, Thessalonians, remember all the T's are together in the New Testament, Thessalonians, Timothy, Titus. Uh, he says that in verse 23, now, now may the God of peace make you holy in every way, and may your whole spirit, soul, and body be kept blameless until the day when our Lord Jesus Christ appears. I love the, that term, the God of peace. I love that. But he says, now may the God of peace <clears throat> make you holy in every way, spirit, soul, and body. Every part is important. All three of those parts are critical. And they're interrelated. Um, so I think, I think this is... This is very important. I, as I read through the different, different um, uses of the word soul, I find that my soul can be, can be vexed. <laughs> my soul can be lost. My soul can be cut off. It can be bound. It can be grieved. It can be persecuted. It can be delivered, restored, joyful, humbled. And David says, my soul thirsts even for the living God. I want, I want a thirsty soul, I think, for the living God. Your soul thirsts for stuff. I think this is where addictions happen are in our soul. <clears throat> and then they're manifest within our body, physically. Um, Psalm says that my soul can be rescued and my soul can be blessed. Is anybody, my grandma was famous for saying, bless your soul. My soul needs blessing. <laughs> Elvis Presley, well, bless my soul, what's wrong with me? <laughs> Even Elvis, blessed souls, I suppose. <laughs> Sorry um, <clears throat> about that. Um, <clears throat> it says of Hannah that she had bitterness of soul. We can have bitter souls, apparently. Um, um, and then she, and she poured it out. Joel, Job's soul was brought back from the pit. David's soul panted. Ezekiel's soul was delivered. And Jesus said this, he said, don't worry about those that can kill the body, don't worry about them, worry about the ones that can hurt the soul, damage your soul, Matthew chapter 10, verse 28. I love that Mary said after she had her baby, she says, my soul magnifies the Lord. 
Your soul has the ability to magnify, in other words, make something bigger. And if you're not careful, if you don't magnify the Lord, you'll magnify something else. <laughs> because your soul can do that. And, uh, and she magnified the Lord. And so later it says her soul would be pierced. Um, let's not have pierced souls. The Bible says a lot about our inner world and our inner life. But it doesn't give us any diagrams. I'm going to give you some diagrams. They're just my diagrams. These are not from the Bible. <laughs> These are my diagrams. But I'm a bit, I need a picture to sort of help me sort stuff out. <clears throat> it says in Deuteronomy chapter 4 and verse 29, if you search for him with your heart and soul. Have you searched for the Lord with your soul <laughs> recently? Because apparently our soul searches. <clears throat> so that's interesting. Many times through scriptures it uses the term together. It uses heart and souls. And sometimes it uses body and soul. And here's the, here's the specific thing that I need to say is, our bodies are fearfully, and you are fearfully, and you're wonderfully made. Uh, no, no, no diagram is going to describe you. Um, and so, but I've, I've used these because it's, it's helped me to figure out a little bit how my body and how, how I work. So here's what I grew up with. I haven't, I've only heard one sermon on spirit, soul, and body. Uh, and it was uh, probably 35 years ago. Uh, it helped. <clears throat> excuse me. It helped me a lot differentiate, but it didn't help me actually function that well. It was just like an interesting. It was an interesting idea. So many times, spirit, soul, and body are they're pictured as three concentric circles. This is your spirit, and this is your soul, and this is your body. The biggest part of you being your body. This is interesting. It's not bad. I don't think it's accurate, but it's not bad. Your core, the core of who we are, perhaps, I would say, would be our spirit part. That would be what it is. Um, James would say this in chapter 2. He says, the body without the spirit is dead. Um, I, yeah, okay, well, let's, then, then somehow these need to interrelate. I think there needs to be activity between here and there. Um, here's what I've found to be a better picture of how it works. I think, I, I don't mind using circles, so let me just use circles. Spirit, soul, body. This seems to work a little bit better for me. <clears throat> um, because there's two other parts that are significant, and that's the doorway between your spirit and your soul. When we come to faith in Christ, it says, if any man's in Christ, he's a new creature. I don't know how that worked for you or not, but when I became to Christ and I pinched myself in that little role, I go, oh, I'm not new. Same old guy. If you like chocolate before you got saved, you'll probably like chocolate after you got saved. If you, were, if you were a doctor before you got saved, you're not likely a lawyer after you got saved. Do you hear what I'm saying? You're not new. <clears throat> but there's a part of you that's new. What part is new? It's an interesting question, isn't it? What part? Because, because it says that all the old things passed away. Well, I got saved and I found yeah, a few stuff passed away, but not everything. So, so m many people get incredibly discouraged in their spiritual walk because they don't discern the difference between spirit, soul, and body. And this, this so here, here is what I, how it works for me. Again, there's no pictures in the Bible. I mean, if there's pictures in the Bible, it's just a picture Bible, but it's, they don't have diagrams. <clears throat> this part here, to me, where your spirit and your soul overlap, that's our heart. It's like the doorway 
that allows the spirit life into your soul. When we got saved, many people, many times, you probably heard, invite Jesus into your heart. Uh, The New Testament says that Christ dwells in our heart by faith. That means that he may or may not be in our heart. He dwells there by faith. Where is Christ living now? Where is he living? Is it in my heart, my body, my soul? Where is he? Where is that guy? (laughs) Anyway. (laughs) So this, this actually, if this were a pipe... And uh, I guess that would be like that. How would that be? I don't know. I'm not a... But, but, but your soul is like a valve. I, sorry, your heart is, I think, like a valve. And your soul probably acts the same way. And as long as that valve is open, spiritual life is flowing into your soul. Your soul is not redeemed. Did you know that? Or did you know that? You think your soul is redeemed? <clears throat> okay. Um, um, <clears throat> help me, Holy Spirit. Uh, I want to acknowledge... The soul and its function. Um, your inner world is vitally important. When God looks at you, does he look at your body? I suppose. But what he really cares about is your inner world. You're, you're much more than a physical being. There's much more to you than that. So, so what happens when you look in a mirror? is you see a reflection of what? Your physical body, that's it. That's all you see. No one has ever seen themselves. You've never seen yourself. You've only seen a reflection of yourself. That's all you've seen. And then you trust the reflection. <laughs> or you dislike the reflection. or you. But that's all, you, that's all you can see. A mirror will not show you how your soul is doing. It doesn't have the ability. But... My Bible says that this actually, the Word of God is actually a mirror. And I can show you what's on the inside. When you meet somebody, what part do you meet? So here, here you're experiencing a little bit of a physical me. If you shook my hand, you'd shake the physical Lorne. If you patted me on the back, you'd pat the physical Lorne. But there's more to me than that. Because what I begin to speak... Uh, this is more than just my lips moving. You're actually seeing, hearing an expression of my soul, my mind, my emotion, my will. You're, you see what I mean? So when you meet, so when you're when you're interacting with people, uh, you're interacting <clears throat> on different dimensions, not just a physical dimension. Um, your physical body can be hurt. So can your soul be hurt. When you I can say something to you and hurt you. What part does that hurt? Because it doesn't touch your physical being. Am I right? No, but your soul can be hurt. And our souls uh, are sensitive. And so when I think about this, um, some of my, the research I've done is only, it's only partial. I use uh, Strong's to look up words many times because the Bible is written in three different languages. And if you look up the word spirit in Strong's, it, it'll use the term pneuma, which means breath, spirit, but it'll define it as the rational soul. It's not correct. Your spirit is a different part of you than your soul. Um, <clears throat> so so my, I believe that our mind, emotion, and will is tied up within our soul. But I think more is there. I think our personality is there. 
I think our conscience is there. And, and I also think that there's a little overlap here, and it's another, it's another piece of the, of the action. And I would say that's probably the mind. Uh, it might be the brain, I'm not sure, because the brain's probably part soul and part, part physical. It's absolutely physical. Um, so this is, this is interesting to me. I believe that the soul and the body can feel that they feel. I'm not quite convinced if the spirit can feel or not. I don't, just say law. You figure that. When Jesus walked through a wall because he had a new body, he didn't feel that. So physically, somehow, he was able to move around and, 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 and not feel. Um, we're in touch with the soul and the body all the time. Uh, I could ask you, how are you feeling? I think feelings and emotions are a little different, but just for the sake of discussion this morning, I, your soul actually carries your emotions. Um, that's what I believe. So I can, if I had asked you how your soul, you could say, well, I'm happy or I'm joyful. But joy is actually a fruit of the Spirit, isn't it? Um, you could say, I'm angry. You could say, oh, I'm feeling like a cold's coming on. Well, you're describing your physically. You're not describing much more. Um, because our soul actually has, has uh, much more to do with our feelings and how we feel. Uh, the Bible says that if two agree is touching anything, it shall be done. When the soul agrees with the body, you, you are simply having a carnal experience. You, so so when, when your body says you, you have a cold and your soul agrees with it, what's going to happen? You're probably going to have a cold. But if your spirit says that you're healed, who are you going to listen to? Because if any man's in Christ, he's a new creature. What part of me knew? My, my spirit is new. You, you are one-third completely saved right now. When you get to heaven, you're not going to get a new spirit. You've already got that. You've got a little piece of eternity that's in you right now. The question is, are you walking by the spirit or are you walking by the flesh? Your flesh is the fi your five senses. It's how you feel, what you taste, what you touch. and That's what your body is. Um, so, so Jesus said in John chapter 3 verse 6, what's born of the flesh is flesh and what's born of the spirit is spirit. He actually, what I think he means there is they're, they're, very, they're completely different entities. Your spirit and your body are different, but yet they're interrelated. How does that work? I don't know. Um, we've got a big problem, I think, and the potential area of confusion because I don't think my spirit specifically can be felt. I don't think so. It says in Ephesians 1 and verse 18 that I have the same power that raised Christ from the dead in me right now. Where is that? It's not my soul, I'll tell you that. It's in my spirit. How do I get my spirit, that same, the resurrection power of Christ? If you've given your life to Christ, you have the resurrection power of Christ in you now. Is it being manifested in your body? The, the, here's what's, the, your soul is the limiting factor. Can it get through your, well, and then you start to think about, well, I'm not sure. Does this make sense? I'm not sure about that Jesus stuff. And what could he, I mean, did that really, did he, honestly, he couldn't have, well, all that discussion, that's not spirit discussion, it's soul discussion. You can talk yourself out of healing in, 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 quite easily. But the, so, because our soul believes what we can see. Your flesh believes what it can touch. So somehow because we're people of promise, we have to be people who are led by the Spirit because 
when we're led by the Spirit, those are really the sons of God, is what the Scripture says. Those who are led by the Spirit are sons of God. Okay. Creating questions yet? Yeah. I'll, good. I'll keep going. <clears throat> um, the Bible says that I'm brand new. That it, 2 Corinthians 5.17, if anyone's in Christ, he's a new creature. So this is a, a big deal for me. How do we unlock the spirit realm? In the next couple of weeks, I'm going to try to help with that. Um, when you know who you are and what you have in Christ, that's the beginning. The next part is experiencing that. The spirit realm can't be seen or touched, but it can be accurately perceived by the word of God. Jesus said in John chapter 6, verse 63, the words I speak to you are spirit and they're truth. These are spirit words being spoken to us. Uh, James 1.26 says that God's word is a spiritual mirror for us. Um, <clears throat> Genesis says, on the day that you eat of the fruit, you will die. Uh, is anybody, am I the only one that's surprised that Adam didn't die? He didn't die. What died? There's a part of him that died. But he didn't die physically. <clears throat> His body didn't die. He hung around and had a whole bunch of kids after. The body was still alive. Um, <clears throat> my body and my soul have been purchased by the blood of Jesus. They simply have not been redeemed yet. You might not agree with this, but I find my, I have some problems with my soul and with my body. My spirit's fine. It's complete. It's perfect. It doesn't have to be, you don't have to, <clears throat> excuse me, you don't have to like grow your spirit. You don't have to mature your spirit. <laughs> your, your, your spirit's fine. Your spirit is perfect. Your spirit bears witness with the word of God what truth is. It, your spirit is completely and totally whole and healed and contains the very, the very presence of God. <laughs> C.S. Lewis would say, you've never met a mere mortal because there's, a, there's etern eternity inside of every person. Everyone is significant because they're deeply loved by God. But nobody can come to the Father unless the Spirit draws him. <clears throat> Anybody can't just come to Christ whenever they want. They have to have a spiritual hunger and be seeking. And when that happens, a spiritual transition, transaction takes place and their spirit is made brand new. But they have to work out their salvation in their soul and their body with fear and trembling. We're all working out our soulish issues. A couple of us are. <clears throat> My glorified body has been paid for, but not received yet. I'm going to get a brand new body. I'm waiting. My, I'm going to get a new soul, too. Um, my soul gets saved when I believe the word when I receive the word, and I start to function like the word says. My, my soul needs to be changed. It didn't happen automatically. Last point, conflict and confusion. The truth is, when I receive my new body, when I get my new body, physical body, I'll get my new soul. My Bible says that partial knowledge will be replaced with complete knowledge. No longer will I know in part, but I'll be known as, uh, I'll know all things even as I am known. The future fulfillment of my body and soul. <clears throat> I am a new creature right now. The old has passed away. But I am only new in my spirit. My other parts of me are being renewed. <clears throat> I'm going to pray for a minute where people have complications in their soul. That's, and the Lord will release us. Uh, God, God's mirror reveals that my spirit was totally and instantly 
changed. That everything I need for life is available now by, my, by the spirit that lives within me. My spirit is perfect. I don't need a new one. I got a new one. It doesn't need cleansing. It doesn't need maturing. It's perfect right now. My life until Christ comes is now learning to release the spiritual life by the renewing of my mind to agree with what's happened in my spirit, in my soul, and then it's manifest within my body. Um, um, Today, my spirit has resurrection power. Uh, This power is untapped for many of us unless my soul is healthy enough and renewed by the word of God and obeys the spirit of God within it. Our bodies don't control anything. I think our bodies are simply waiting for instructions from our soul. That's so exciting that in here today, so exciting. (laughs) Well, well, so so, and here's the here when we said the promise is that we could have full life. That 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 term is zoe. It's a God quality of life. It's a full and complete life. Where is that zoe right now? It's in your spirit. You have God life within you right now. Are you experiencing that? Well, that's going to determine what how your soul is. If your soul's not healthy, it won't get through to your body, and you won't experience it physically. <clears throat> Our souls need healing. Um, here's how I know I'm praying a soulish prayer is when I'm trying to get something from God rather than releasing what I've already got. All of the promises now are yes and amen. Is that right? All of the promises to Christ, for Christ, and me because I'm in Christ in my spirit, all of the promises are mine. Why don't I experience them then? It's because my soul is a limiting factor. <laughs> my mind and my soul must learn to lean on promises, not fuss with the flesh. My, my, a mind set on the spirit is life and peace. I'm going to close right now. Um, the, here's, what, here's what can happen in our lives. So for the next few weeks, I want to talk about things that, that, that clog up the soul. And we're going to try and get some Drano in there and <laughs> get things moving again. I, it happens to all of us. <clears throat> you know, Jesus would say to the disciples, um, uh, the, the spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. He's referring to there's a dimension where we, can, we just get tired. And, um, but but here's, here's, a lim- here's a limiting factor that can happen for us. I know I've created more questions. You're asking a lot. I, I can hear them in my mind. I know I've created questions. Here's what can happen. Is we can have had an experience in our life. And it'll actually tie us soulishly to that experience. So we can't get the truth into our bodies. This can happen. <clears throat> I received a call yesterday. It was from somebody that previously when I got a call, it was seriously danger. And as soon as I seen who was calling, I go, oh, and it triggered. Why? Because my mind went back. And instead of thinking something, oh, good, they're going to call with a great report. You know what I thought? I went back to the experience. Because previously, my previous experience was that, oh, they're in trouble. You see what I mean? Here's what can happen. Here's what can happen in your life. You can have an experience where your body was hurt because something happened. There can be a trauma. There can be a memory of some kind. That, and Jesus said, you actually limit the word of God by your traditions. 
He says that, that you actually get into certain ruts and the word of God can't have freedom in your body and it can't be manifest or experienced in your body because you have a soul attachment to a previous experience. <clears throat> I've watched people, this should happen to anybody that's, that's got married, is that they should go back in their memory bank and clean up their soul of every previous relationship. Otherwise, they stay tied to them. You can be tied to an experience <clears throat> that happened years ago. And, and where is that experience? It's still in your memory, still in your mind, and it carries emotion with it. And every time you think about it, it holds you there. The Bible calls that a stronghold. It holds you strong. It holds you there in that same place. And in order for you to move on, you have to reconcile what took place there in accordance with the Word of God, not your experience. Otherwise, you'll live the rest of your experience tied to that previous event. So what do you need to do? You have to agree with what the Spirit says. And then, and, and here's, and here's what has to happen. This is what has to happen for me, to, for it to work for me. I have to ask the Lord forgive, to forgive me, forgive me for indulging myself in that moment where that situation, because your life is limited to the things you can't get past, right? And you'll stay locked into the past if you can't get past it. You know that. And some of you, there's a trauma that took place, and your soul is tied to that. Your spirit's good. We're all going to see each other in heaven and hug and kiss and high-five. But in this present experience, you're locked into that previous experience, and all of your emotions, you're all tied up in that experience. <clears throat> I would bet that there's no one here that doesn't have a soul that's tied to an experience. And for God to get through his spirit life into your body so that you can be living and the fruit of the spirit is what joy love joy peace patience self-control gentleness all that stuff is waiting to be released but anytime you think of that experience you can start to grumble and you start to feel ah start to feel right guilt is simply being unable to forgive yourself but it holds you there so what i'm going to do is i'm going to pray for the breaking of all soul ties i'm going to believe god to break it in every one of us here that care to agree with that. And then there might be a few that don't find the freedom that they hope for and we'll have prayer for you later. All right, let's just stand. So this is gonna take a little bit of, it's gonna take a lot of faith. For, for many of you, that negative experience could have easily have been a church. Easily. Could, could have been in high school. Maybe may being preteen. So, Holy Spirit, we ask you to bring to mind anything that's locked in our souls that's keeping us from enjoying spiritual, full spiritual life right now. Any moment, any, any of those moments, any, any incident, any experience that's locked us back in those moments. Today your people are going free because your word says where the spirit of the Lord is, there's liberty. So we're going to invite your spirit into those places and we're going to declare liberty over your people. Father, that's our promise, your promise, and that's our destiny, to live free people, not locked up in places in our soul. So Father, in the mighty name of Jesus, we just walk with each one of these that are here today. When we go go into those dark closets that things have just been stuffed and away 
and we're going to bring light there so these people can walk in freedom and wholeness again. Lord, in the mighty name of Jesus, and, and, and this needs to be your confession, Lord, forgive me for entertaining those thoughts. Forgive, forgive me for entertaining that experience. Forgive me for allowing that experience to live in me. Forgive me. I send that away from me now. I send it away from me now. I send it away from me now. I release it from my experience. It can no longer live in my soul. It can no longer live in my body. In the name of Jesus right now, we take the sword of the spirit that's able to sever the soul and the spirit. Your word is sharp and powerful, and we use the word of God to sever and cut off any soul tie that's connected to your people here today. We use that sword, Lord, that separates the soul and the spirit right now in the name of Jesus, and we ask that sword of the spirit cut right through every one of those soul ties in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. We declare your presence in our souls, Lord, that our souls may hunger and thirst after you in the name of Jesus. I declare the people that are gathered here today free from all ungodly experiences of their past, any soulish experience, Lord, and we choose to agree in our bodies and with our mouth with your spiritual truth over our life. And we declare your goodness in the land of the living. God, we declare that you're good, you're right, you're kind, you're powerful, and it's you that we serve. We don't serve a previous experience, and we tear down every idol that we've worshipped at for years, and we declare that you are our Lord, and as we follow you, that you will restore our soul in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. You, you did the big work. You did the big work. When your spirit's hungry for God, there's only one thing that will satisfy it, and that's the living God. If you don't know Christ as Savior, uh, maybe you've experienced him as deliverer this morning, but you need to know him as Savior and allow him into your spirit. And if you're hungry for God and you want to know more about Jesus Christ as Savior, we invite you this morning to come forward and we'll pray for you. If you're here today and you feel like you didn't quite get the liberty in your soul that you wanted to, I'm going to ask the prayer team to come on up. We'll pray for you for breakthrough. In this place, this has to be a place where we keep growing and moving forward. And we declare there's nothing that can hold us back if we want to follow. There's no demon. There's no darkness. There's no experience that can keep us from knowing the living God if we hunger after him. So I declare today, everyone that walks through these doors are free in the name of Jesus. God bless you. You're released. Happy long weekend. You're released. Go and change your world. Thanks for listening. Be sure to subscribe to our podcast and check out our website at myc3church.ca. See you next week.